What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in the Maha City in Denver, Colorado, people down in the 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. You are tuned in here to the Thursday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark with us, spinning the one and twos and producing. 877-37-GRIND is your number to participate. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And we are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila. Studios 877-37 grind if you know what you want to talk about you know the rules like always uh, it's open phone lines the only thing we ask you to do is to call during the breaks and call uh, during the breaks and be patient during the long segments and breaks and we'll handle the phone calls accordingly also keep in mind if you need to reach out to me or follow me on uh, Twitter you can do that at sports grind or I guess it's X now, I guess. I'm going to keep saying Twitter, but it's technically X. I'm with but, you, too. Yeah, I'm just like, it's whatever. But anyway, yeah, follow me on Twitter, slash X. Uh, also, if you want to stream the show live, okay, you can go ahead. Don't forget to go to the business Facebook page of Sports Grind Entertainment, or you can go to my personal page, and you can leave comments. I'll respond to those in real time, Leave them on, uh, leave, read them live on air, or I'll respond to them later. Um, and also, keep in mind, if you ever miss any of the episodes, live you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the podcast daily all right seven days a week 365 and also keep in mind if you are in a market that doesn't have us terrestrial radio wise or you're traveling or you're having technical difficulties listening through other means apps other you know streaming services don't forget you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com as well also 877 Three seven grind. What's up, Mr. Clark? You ready? Yes, sir. Ready, rock and roll. All right. So uh, we've got uh, quite a few things to get to today. Uh, busy Thursday as we head into the weekend. Uh, first off, uh, meant to mention this yesterday, but uh, top of next hour we'll be joined by Drew Darty. We've had him on the show before. He's the host of Houston Texans Television. So you know this is a big um, AFC matchup that's coming up this Sunday uh, between the Texans and the Denver Broncos uh, with playoff implications. So we'll talk to him about that. We'll talk about what's the pulse of the franchise since, you know, they're having this success compared to what they've been through in the last few years. So we'll talk to him. Uh, We've got other things to get to. You know, we'll kind of start with, you know, we are kicking off week 13 tonight um, with the Dallas Cowboys in Seattle. So we'll definitely start there. Um, I'm not speeding, right? We are week 13, right? Or am I speeding? No, we're there. Okay. Believe it or not, we are there. All right. So week 13 officially gets going tonight uh, between Dallas and Seattle. So we'll start there shortly. We've got some other things going on as well. You know, NBA continues to roll on. Um, You've got the uh, Spurs who are back in action tonight at home versus the Atlanta Hawks. And they're hosting DeJounte Murray. And I know you asked the question on Monday, like, hey, does DeJounte get booze? Um if he does, I'm blaming it on Pop because it's going to be that. Yeah, because I think, you know, and the reason why I say that is let me finish uh, is because as you heard the booze get louder when he said that, hey, we're not about that. Now, you know, this is already over a week removed, uh, you know, since that happened. Uh, and like I told Jonas so much, I don't me personally, in my opinion, I don't think DeJounte Murray. I mean, I know he kind of got into it with here and there with some trolls on social media when he got to the ATL. But I don't I don't anticipate any. That's why I say if it is, it's just going to be people from the upper decks wanting to troll uh, pop. 
or if they come out and just lay another bad performance at home, uh, that could contribute. But they're back in action finally. Speaking of NBA action, um, last night the Denver Nuggets, uh, they got a win over the Houston Rockets uh, last night. Uh, They were able to go ahead and keep the Houston Rockets winless on the road this season and get a victory coming back. Um, In regards to... Uh, first of all, the Nuggets, I mean, they're just, again, you know, you, you kind of saw it when they played the Clippers the other night. You know, when healthy, they're still the deepest team in the league, in my opinion. Um, I'm going to really start focusing in on the Celtics because, you know, I know the Celtics are out to a very impressive start. Um, I'm hearing a lot of things about, uh, you know, Missoula maturing and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but as we get, I guess we're heading to the knockout stage of the in-season tournament. And, uh, you know, me personally, I still don't know 100% on how this works. But the one thing I do know, and I wanted to mention it yesterday because some of the coaches are starting to rumbling, and I, I agree with them totally. The One of the things, and keep in mind, you know, this has already been said that this is going to be a system that can be tweaked and it can be changes made. So this is really technically like a trial by error year. But the point differential thing doesn't – I mean, they need to do away with that. Um that doesn't really make sense to me. That that, that sounds too amatory, you know. Um, I just think it just needs to be – there has to be some other forms of tiebreakers or however it goes down. But I'm not going to kill it too much, but some coaches are starting to complain about that. I mean, the perfect scenario was the other night with the Kings and the Warriors. I mean, the Warriors had to win that game by 12 or more. And then all the Kings had to do was not lose – by 12 or more. Yeah, they just had to cover. Yeah, it's just, um, we speaking of covering, we won't even talk about the effects of, of, of wagering with that. Um, that affects tremendously live wagering. I mean, I just, but that's, I'm not even talking from the gambling aspect. I just think that it need, it's dumb. It just needs to go away. And I, and I think they'll tweak it. Like I said, that's why I'm not going to just go crazy on them because I already knew going into this. And they've even they, – I mean, even the guys that are doing the play-by-play, whether they're the, whether they're home broadcast people or not, everybody's reminding everybody that this is still a work in progress. So now we're getting into the knockout stage of that. We go. From all broadcasts, I like to listen to away broadcasts when I watch mm. the games, especially the tournament games. Um and from and nationally and with local broadcasters, it really and when you hear the athletes speak, it does sound like they're um, appreciating the increase in competition level this early in the season. Uh, Steph Curry talking about it thinks it's good, you know, because playoff atmosphere. Um, what you wanted to reserve your thoughts on it till we got going. Well, now that we're done with the qualifying stage. Are you warming up now to the tournament idea? Uh, is, is it producing better basketball at this point in the year uh, like the goal was? Um, no. Um, I mean, I'm not down. I mean, you know, I am. I mean, I like I just stated a few minutes ago, I, I don't know still exactly all the rules. Uh, that's how this is working. I'm trying to just go as, to see how the first year plays out and, and learn it that way. So I'm paying attention. But to sit there and say that it's an increased competition, no. I mean, we're having conversations. I mean, you're bringing up to me every chance you get about a, somebody getting beat down by 30 or 40. I mean, I know in, in some of these, and I know some of these are regular season games, and I'm not saying that we've had tournament games, but there's been some tournament games where it still is a situation that there's somebody getting blown out. So I don't think it's really, um, you know, look, 
they're not going to i'll just state this right now they got this model from it's a soccer model okay over in the european leagues and stuff like that um they're never going to capture that because even even you know the thing about those soccer tournaments it's just different like it's nc and i don't even pay attention and keep up with those european leagues but i know that's kind of where the model and the thought process and the idea this came from um to me this is more of the fact that you are starting to want to cater and try to attract a new flux of NBA fans, a younger generation. Okay. And, you know, when you talk about specifically having uniforms, you know, specifically for this courts, so everybody knows it's tournament time on a Tuesday or a Friday. Um, those are things that are supposed to be geared to attract a younger, newer audience. They're getting the NBA. And also, I feel like what they're trying to do and the reason why they started this now and not starting this the second half of the season is the big part of it, too, is that they're filling a void and not so much a void, but they're sliding into where, you know, football is still, you know, coming back behind the home stretch. College basketball is just getting going. So when you talk about tournament and crowning somebody a tournament champ, there is going to be some like, OK, well, this and that. So I haven't really changed either way. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and just because I wasn't down with it, come in and say like, oh, this has been a bad product. This The only complaint I've got is I just think the point differential is dumb. Uh, I really do. Um, that, that's just, I mean, even from the standpoint of just, and these are professionals, it sounds amateur to me, but even from the standpoint of, because they pay attention to everything else that when it comes to this about what lessons are you teaching the kid? What lessons are you teaching Tommy? I mean, come on. You know, so I, I just it doesn't make sense. But for the most part, no, I don't think it's it's stuck out and jumped at, at the screen with me that all of a sudden now everybody's competitive. And these games are still it's still a situation to where whether you're a contending team, whether your youngest team or whatever, the big factor is there's a lot of money involved. These contracts are guaranteed. There's 82 games. And if you can get a 20-0 run, 22 run, 18 to 5 run on some teams on every night, they're gonna mail it in. I mean, that's just they not. I mean, and the NBA is a game of runs, so that's my you know reply to you on the whole competitive side. The one other thing in the NBA that I'm trying to get to, uh, but we haven't, and since it kind of broke, uh, Mark Cuban, um, who sold majority um, ownership in the Dallas Mavericks. Um, when Jonas brought this attention to me the other night, uh, Tuesday evening, the first thing that came out to my mind was due to the fact that he is retaining full basketball operations. Um, I looked at this as a situation. There's a f one or few couple things that could be going on. One, uh, we all know uh, if you follow the business world of things, uh, Mark Cuban is a guy that is a um, I mean, he, he's a big time investor. He, he likes finding. I mean, this is how he accumulated his wealth, you know, starting his sports broadcasting company back in the day online, kind of getting ahead of the curve, the whole streaming thing. Um, and it gave him his fortunes to be able to purchase a professional team in the Mavericks. So to me, this is one of those that could be that there's obviously there's a need for liquidated cash capital for him to either recoup from maybe some bad. And that, look, there's nothing out there to this yet. This has been kept mum. I mean, they don't know why he hasn't been really asked why he's going to say it hasn't really. Been. So this is just me putting my hat, thinking these options. One, um, 
he's possibly have need the cash for there could be some investments, some companies that uh, didn't go well, and he's needing to liquidate some cash for personal other business reasons. Or it could be something on the horizon that he wants to buy into. That could be another upcoming company that he's going to go venture in with somebody. I think those are the things that really would put him in the situation where I'm going to sell majority. Because remember, Michael Jordan sold majority of his stake to get, you know, to when the Charlotte Hornets and he didn't stay on for basketball opera. He was getting out. He handled the draft. Well, right. He was out. Mark, that tells me that this is this is something business personal, not meaning it's negative. Not saying it's positive, but that when and because I think that part that he sold his value still pretty about like at three billion dollars. So really, he negotiated a deal with whoever wanted to come in and have the money. Say, hey, and then you know what this shows me too to you know leave on this note and to move on. I don't know who this group is or who this is that cannot really bought in, and I know they released the name. I just can't remember who who is it. Uh, we have Patrick Dumont and uh, Miriam Adelson's family, right. um, and they own like the the Sands Resorts. Right. Look, this also shows what I've been preaching. It, it's like we're to the point in society in the world where it's a big disparity from the have and the have nots. Okay, and that's really the haves have. That's a whole different thing. This shows you, you know, the all white parties in the Hamptons. The 40-foot yachts and 60 yachts, the Rolex diamonds, the Bugattis, the Lambos. Like we said, can you get in an exclusive club to where can I want to own a professional team? I want to say that I'm majority owner of this team and you got plucked or people with that kind of money. That's what that did. We don't want to control anything. Yeah, Mark, you can stay on. I mean, it's genius for Mark because Mark gets he double dips. He gets the best of both worlds. It's still his baby. Technically, by contract and by this transaction, he's not the majority owner, but he's the owner that's still going to control everything in regards to Mavericks. It's a smart deal with him, and he walks away. I think he's going to walk away really with about $3 billion, three point two. Okay, but that just shows you what people out there that have those sources of those means of resources and income, it shows you exactly what it means. And it's, it's it, at that point. You know, because uh, I've heard rich, real wealthy people say this before. And, and you know, I've had, uh, you know, doing what I do, I've had the opportunity to uh, definitely meet people and talk to people basically that have way more money than I do. Um, it's about like Cuban. You talk about Jay-Z. You can talk about, uh, you know, my man Bezos. It's about keeping score at that point. I had a business guy one time. He's like, you know how you like sports? He goes, it's a sport to me. So when people say, well, damn, how much money do you need? How much money do you need? At that point, it's about keeping score, man. It's just about showing like, hey, I can do this. It's a game to them, to those type of people, you know. Uh, so that just shows me what people that have the resources will go to the links of saying that they own a professional team. 877-37-GRIND. Also, uh, in the amateur world in basketball, uh, we had the Arkansas Razorbacks last night uh, get an upset, I guess you would call it, over early-ranked 7th Duke. Um, you know, the Arkansas had been on a losing streak. Uh, I don't, again, this rushing to court situation is just like, this younger generation has watered this down. It really has. I mean, that's Duke. I mean, Arkansas just now, I, don't, I think it was last March Madness or the time, they just went on a run to like the Sweet 16 or Elite 8. Hell, it might even be the Final Four, I can't even remember. But I mean, that's I mean, Eric Musselman has brought this program up to respectability 
in Arkansas. Why are we rushing the court and storming because Duke is seventh rank and they beat Duke? Coach K, no disrespect to who's taking over because I think he's doing a good job. Coach K ain't even coaching the team anymore. These young, these young men and girls, they just wanted anything to get their ass to go viral and to get clicks. I mean, we're rushing the court for beating Duke and they're ranked seventh. Okay? I, I don't know. But congratulations to Eric Musselman in Arkansas for snapping that streak. On the women's side of things, been waiting to get my take on this as well, too, but just can't get to it. Uh, but it's fitting because Angela Reese, LSU, returns to action tonight. Okay. Um, I think they're taking on, is it Virginia Tech? I think LSU plays Virginia Tech. Now, I might be wrong on that. But Angela Reese is returning back from what has amounted to a four-game suspension. I want to get my thoughts on that when we get back, okay? Um, and after we get into that, we'll jump right into kicking off week 13 tonight with the Dallas Cowboys who are hosting the Seattle Seahawks. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. We'll be back. Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great, bold, and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind are you moving around the greater san antonio area choose the storage experts tiger moving and storage whether you're moving an office or the whole family tiger moving and storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient prompt and cost-effective service to learn more and to secure your portable storage container today go to choose tiger.com tiger moving and storage official sponsor of the sports grind Push these off me like Push these off me like Push these off me like Pushing the snakes, I'm pushing the fakes, I'm pushing them all off me like Pushing them all off me like Alright, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing Spin the One and Twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosek is Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios, 87737-GRIND. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. If you're looking to check out what they got new coming in for the holiday seasons, uh, or you already know what they got, but you just want it delivered straight to your doorstep. All right. Don't forget about SpecsOnline.com because the fun starts here. That's Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and official partner of the Dallas Cowboys. And before we get to the Dallas Cowboys, um, 
I kind of want to talk about what I was segueing before we went to break because we're going to get caught up. And again, you know, next segment will be joined by Drew Darty of uh, Houston Texans Television. Um, so let me touch on this before we get into um, the Cowboys in Seattle tonight. Um, so Angela Reese, I've been following this uh, from not closely, uh, one eye open uh, when it first started uh, a couple weeks ago. And for people that don't know or don't keep up with women's college basketball, Angela Reese is a young lady who won the national title with LSU last year. Uh, she, she has posed for swimsuit issue for Sports Illustrated. Um, I'm not even looking. I mean, I know the girl Clark up in Iowa. Angela Reese, her, I would automatically put her in the top three easy of NIL money. Um She's got the Bezos commercial. Yeah, there's she's she's doing her thing. So um we all know the controversy last year, you know, in regards to her waving her hand in front doing the Tony Ayo um face gesture that kind of, you know, put some controversy behind it and kind of put her in people, hey, rally around her. We want her product. You know, just what you move the needle. So probably about in game two of their regular season starting. Um, she gets benched in the second half and coach Mulkey is very mum on that directly after that game. So we go on game number two. She's not game number three. She's not there. Uh, game number four. She's not there. So at finally at that point, coach Mulkey has to address the situation and just say, Hey, Angela Reese is not with the team. Um, you know, what's going on. That's, internally our business and she will be back with us she's still on the team but she will be back here sooner than later well after that initial press conference there were pretty much a total of two more games she missed she's going to be back tonight against virginia tech well in the midst of all this okay even before that press conference here comes two mothers her mother and another teammate's mother on social media going back and forth and, you know, one of the mothers just said, hey, you know, uh, well, first of all, Angela Reese's mother said, hey, first of all, y'all are on here talking whatever, whatever, and y'all not even spelling grammar and English right. And then one of the mothers said, you really want to talk about grammar when your daughter has a 2.0 GPA and whatever. Uh, totally ridiculous. Uh, that part, just a total bad look uh, for our community. In regards to having two mothers of two student athletes at a high profile programs in basketball, such as LSU, uh, going back on Twitter and talking about grammar and putting somebody's business, whether it's true or not, uh, daughter on the blast on that. So she returns tonight and Mulkey was asked after their last game and she will actually it was actually yesterday, probably at practice. And she I saw the press and she was just saying, hey, you know. Um, I don't know if any of y'all been in a team locker room before, but that's sacred. And, you know, what's going on in the locker room? You know, it's my job to protect the players and you don't need to know that, blah, 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 blah. Kind of consistent what she's been. So the point I'm going to get to is let me just break this down for you. OK, and, and basically just tell you from the facts and the way the parents are talking and due to the fact that she's the best player on that team and she really served what was a four game suspension. And really what was released earlier is because of behavior on the team or in the locker room, what she did. 
this is very easy for me. Um, they amongst LSU in that locker room, and now that parents are involved, you can put the parents in it. There, in my opinion, and I'm just going by the facts of what's out there. In my opinion, this is a locker room that has grew some jealousy and some resentment for Angela Reese. And I think personally, the reason why Mulkey had to send her off, because I think Angela Reese's actions to particular to whatever particular teammate that she's into it with or whatever was said in the locker room or whatever. Mulkey had to make a decision to be like, I've got to discipline you because you're coming out real subordinate and the whole I and team conversation. So in my opinion, this is a product of what can happen. Okay, especially on a level and in a sport where it's not it ain't like college football or whatever, where that in out money is just spread because everybody eating. This is basically the side of potentially what a NIL and what attention could do, because I'm pretty sure there's some parents and some girls in that locker room. And, and keep in mind, uh, you know, I don't know any of these young ladies economic backgrounds okay so i'm not going to sit there and say hey this and that but you know when these college whether it's women you know men's basketball football 70 percent of their athletes that they go recruited where they recruit are coming from situations that basically are tough and they're economic and financially tough so if you put a young lady in a position where she's got all this national attention and she's on a team of 12 girls, the 13 girls, however many you can carry on a college basketball team. And she comes in a certain way and somebody said something, she's there. And now you got paid, you know, you got, you know, family members and mothers going to get follow the breadcrumbs, man. That's what's going on. I don't think it's because, first of all, if it was a suspension, in my opinion, for GPA or for grades, I think that we would basically know that that always comes out. That's not if Mulkey keeps going on about protecting the locker room, it's my job to protect you. Ain't nobody's got to protect the locker room. If somebody's not the woman, man or woman athlete, that's not, you know, keeping their GPA or grades up to standards. That's going to come out. It's happened before. What you don't want to come out is really where the infighting starts, because then therefore you have no shot to try to defend your title. So in my opinion, it's it's um, and it goes back to what I always say sometimes that our culture is at fault. Is the crabs in the bucket mentality, and and th and th and there's this is not being reported, this isn't come out, this is no sources, this is me looking at the evidence from way afar on the outside, not on the inside, outside, and saying based off of your actions, head coach, and and Mulkey has been around the game and the block a long time. Okay, she's no spring chicken. This ain't no three year head coach five. This woman has been around and won titles at Baylor. She's won a title at back in the day at Louisiana Tech. She's won a title, you know, as a player. I think Dolly Parton might have had a number one hit at that time, but it was a while back. When you talk about that's what you're protecting. And it's a crabs in the bucket mentality and how embarrassing it is for the two mothers to display this on social media that's what's going on that's what's happened and it's going to be the job of the leaders the seniors or the junior leaders on this team and mulkey to bring them in and not let it explode because they should they're bringing back mostly everybody i mean they should be poised to make another final four run i don't know if they're going to go back to back that's what's going on with the angela reese situation she's eating 
And there's nobody else on that team that's coming close to eating the money that her and her family's lending. And they're looking like, uh, last time I checked, this wasn't tennis. Last time I checked, this wasn't gymnastics. Uh, we're a team. Where's our stuff? What are you, why are you acting brand new? That's, what, that's what's going on, in my opinion. Truth to come out eventually. But if you got the parents going out, it has to be that. 877-37-GRIND. Either way it goes, it's not, a look, it's, it's not a good look for the culture. Really not. All right, so week 13 gets going tonight uh, with the Dallas Cowboys hosting the Seattle Seahawks, the struggling Seahawks, struggling Geno, backsliding secondary. This is a team that's just coming in and struggling. Uh, they're going on and taking on the Dallas. Dallas is this line has been a nine and a half. It's been a nine. Uh, last time I checked, it was at nine. Um, you know. When the schedule came out and we looked at this, and, and I remember us doing this, when we started looking in in September, when we started looking at picking the conferences and the divisions and all that, we looked at the point of this time of the season and really honed that in on Dallas. Before we even played week one, we did that on this show. And the conversation quickly led to this back half of this finish of the schedule, and it started with Seattle. Now, I don't know what Seattle team is showing up tonight. I really don't. Um, I think the most disappointing thing in Seattle that's surprising to me is the play of the defense in the secondary. Okay. Um, the struggles on offense doesn't surprise me. Not with, I mean, I knew Geno is who he is. Maybe he's just going through a, a tough stretch. And also his health, we don't even know how healthy he is tonight. I mean, you might see a situation where you might see at some point have to see Drew Locke. But the point of it is, is that, again, I think we can learn a little bit more, not everything, but I think we can learn a little bit more tonight about Dallas than we can against the Giants, against the Commanders, and against the Panthers. Um, even though Seattle is struggling, I would be shocked on a primetime game on Amazon, the only game in town, I would be very shocked if Seattle, a team that's led by Pete Carroll, doesn't show up ready to compete and play and have this game come down to the fourth quarter. Um, I think why the line is so high, because Dallas has been destroying people at home. Uh, they haven't lost at home yet this year. I think if you, I mean, regardless if you want to look at the win and loss records of their opponents they've had come into AT&T Center, Jerry's World, that's fine. But regardless, their average, if you go look, I'm pretty sure that average margin of victory at home against their opponents are damn near almost by three touchdowns on the average. So I think that has a lot to do with that line being high. But I definitely will say that we can learn a little bit more. But I really think after this game, OK, not trying to move no goalposts after this game. I think this stretch from Philly on on down the stretch, Buffalo, and this is really going to tell a lot. And really, the one thing I didn't put right there in that 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 uh, little intro there is that, you know, it's the MVP candidate, Dak Prescott, who is leading tonight, Dallas versus Seattle. Uh, I know he's downplayed it. I, I, I tip my hat to him for finally because I did that. I, you know, when we talked about this the other day, I said that that shows you that he's hearing that talk from Cowboy Nation and the media, the national media. Like, when is this guy going to show up in January? 
Like, we know he's lights out in November, December. He can put up these stats, but when are you going to show up in January? And I think that's why you got a true response uh, from Dak Prescott. But this should be, I mean, and, and really I want to see if Seattle can really match the physicality of the way Dallas has been. And then does Dallas have that same physicality and domination? And can they score in the red zone? Can they score a Russian red zone touchdown against this coach team in Seattle? What do you have? You bringing up Dak's MVP, uh, I, I, I don't know, stature maybe. Uh, do, it, it feels like a slight. Wow. It feels like a slight because wow. I don't because I I don't know that you believe that Dak Prescott is really belonging in the MVP conversation. Um, mm-hmm. For record, he sits uh, fourth right now, plus seven hundred. No, you misread me on that one. I, I don't. I didn't look at it as a slight. I, I just feel um, his numbers that he has put up in the last three weeks or four weeks, if he stays on that pace and he's going to see stiffer competition. And I would, I didn't anticipate Seattle losing five out of six coming into this game, but going forward, if he puts up those numbers and consistently can perform like that. I mean, if you look at who are we really else talking about? I know we've talked about CJ Stroud. Uh, he's in that conversation. I, he's I at just plus don't, 2000. Yeah. Really, I just don't see that the way you have hurts at yeah. plus one forty. Yeah. Mahomes at plus three fifty. Yeah. Lamar at plus four. And then yeah. Dak at, Plus seven. Yeah. Mahomes is not winning it. That you can you can go put money in a slot machine and go buy ten quick picks tonight. Mahomes not winning it. Mahomes is, and you know why he's not winning it. And it's not just about the the interceptions of that. Is because unfortunately for Mahomes, his stature, like his performance, he's raised the bar for himself so much. Like for him to have an MVP winning season, like this ain't it. Now, some people would take his stats, and that would be all world for just any quarterback. Patrick Mahomes is not – he's and it's not – it's about him being as good as he's been since he's been in the league. He's not winning the MVP this year. I think when you look at it, Jalen Hurts, um, you know, I think Jalen Hurts is nowhere near 100%. Um, they have one loss. They've got a big one coming up this Sunday in the rematch of the NFC Championship game, which I've been wanting to try to tease that during the week. Uh, you know, the Eagles have been, you know, sending some – fired some shots, uh, you know, at the 49ers. Um, he could be – he's a candidate. But other than that, I mean – who are we talking about? I mean, you know, we, we, you know, at that time, and I think maybe, you know, when we went into the situation that stretch that Miles Garrett had, and we started talking about when's the last time defensive player was Lawrence Taylor. I think Miles, because maybe, you know, this injury um, might play a factor, but the reality of it is, were they really going to give it a defensive player? But you can get him some votes. I think TJ Watt is going to get some votes, but, if, you know, it's been a quarterback type of award. And I just feel like right now, if you look at it now, you're talking about two people that's kind of in the lead right now, and that would be a Jalen Hurts or Dak Prescott. So, no, well, I don't think well, it's again, consistently. At the, at the odds makers, Mahomes is two. Lamar Jackson is three. You could get uh, Lamar. Two was back there at five. I would say two is not going to get it because I just feel no one, you know, crazy as they, you know, the 70 points, the type of points they're putting up, um, Unfortunately, from the riders, the, the the competition they beat, they just haven't beat. And, I, and I'm not telling you that's me. I mean, yes, I think that they do need to try to, you know, because when you get in the playoffs, they're going to be competition. Everybody's going to be beatable. But they're not. They're going to hold that against them. Uh, two is in there for that comeback player situation, but not MVP. Record wise and where it's going, I, I'm telling you, I, regardless of what the odds are saying, Jalen Hurts or Dak could be in there. And if and I would sit there and say that probably depending on what happens with C.J. Stroud going down the stretch, you know, um, 
They do have a split with Jacksonville. I mean, they would need some help coming down the stretch if they would sneak up and all of a sudden be in the lowest odds in the division to win the division, win it. Then we're talking about something, especially if they can get to 10 wins. CJ, even though he, the odds might have been long, but it's going to be yeah, from plus the, 2, Yeah, it's going to be from that pool. It's not, I mean, Lamar, um, possible, possible. I, I can new see offensive Lamar. coordinator, I can whole see. whole cast of new receivers. I could possibly see that, but I'm losing I, his tight end. Yeah, but I, I think Dak the way he's played, if he can keep it up. No, I'm not sliding. I'm, I'm he, he could. I mean, it's going to add more pressure to him in the postseason if he did do it. It's just one more thing he'd have to carry on his shoulder if he's got an MVP. Like, are you going to go one and done in the wild card round or the divisional round? Are you going to finally lead this team to a Super Bowl? Um, but yeah. The, those odds low for Patrick, that's just basically getting the drunk guy in Vegas to put his money down on it. It's just sucker stuff. Sucker. If you if 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 you think Patrick, and I'm not saying this is not to you, but for somebody out there that would jump on and think Patrick Mahomes is playing MVP football this year, you ain't watching football. You might be watching your fantasy lineup and box score watching. You ain't why. And I say that with a lot of respect I have for Patrick Mahomes. He's just has set the bar so high of when he's won it. It's he's nowhere cl- this all he's nowhere close to that right now. And developing this hour, uh looks like the, the networks might agree. Uh Adam Schefter reporting the first ever Monday Night Football flex. The NFL is flexing Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey off of Monday Night Football in week 15. Hmm. Replacing the uh, the week eight uh, December eighteenth uh, Patriots game. Uh, well, that would be the Patriots and Chiefs. Replacing it with Eagles and Seahawks. So we get the Seahawks tonight. They get another prime time against another NFC East. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they check with Taylor Swift's people first before they made the decision. I'm pretty sure she couldn't show up. So let's flex them out. Um, that's questionable who they – I mean, I understand Philly. And, look, I'm not going to try to play to you and pretend to you like I know how all this stuff really works, but that's a questionable flex game to go to. I Chiefs mean, and Patriots? No, I mean, Seahawks and, and Eagles. Oh, well, yeah, see, but – I mean, well, yeah, but, yeah, Chiefs and Patriots, my goodness. Well, yeah, but that's still Patrick Mahomes, though. You see what I'm saying? When we get back, we'll be joined by Drew Darty of Texans Television. You listen to the Sports Grind Today show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this... It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Maestro Dobel Tequila was born from 11 generations of tequila-making legacy. It is sourced from a single estate in the volcanic lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico, using the finest 100% blue agave. Double distilled and aged in European white oak barrels, Maestro Dobel's commitment to innovation isn't only to discover new ways of distilling and aging, it's about elevating and crafting a superior tequila that is the essence of mastery. Maestro Dobel is the official tequila of the PGA Tour and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please drink responsibly. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. 
From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind.